Thank you for tuning in to In the Vine Dating Podcast. Today, we'll be continuing our newest segment called Who's in the Vine, released every Monday, where Melissa will be interviewing different guests to talk about the questions you ask. And remember to follow up every Thursday, where we will further discuss any questions or responses you may have. Please enjoy, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who's in the Vine Monday. I am hyped (laughs) to have Yessi here with me today. If anybody knows us, (laughs) you know that. I'm already laughing. I can't look at you. (laughs) (laughs) You know that Yessi and I can have a good time anywhere, anytime. (laughs) And it's most than... More likely inappropriate. Than yeah, me. inappropriate timing for sure. Um, but I remember um, when we're, we were becoming friends. Remember we were in your car, and I was like, "Dude, like you're, you're actually funny." You hit me, and you're like, "You're actually funny." And I was like, "I know. I didn't. I never said I wasn't." Yeah. Yeah. But it takes a lot. It yeah. takes a lot for me to declare somebody to yeah. be funny, and that's when you won my heart. Yeah. And yeah, it was hard to get there. Yes. <laughs> Referred to two episodes ago for, yeah. <laughs> for that story. Um, yeah, so Yessi and I definitely have a huge history, and it's been so amazing to be able to live this life with her. Right? Over nine years in the making. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Don't even say that out loud. <laughs> now I feel like I got to find a new one. <laughs> wow. You did, though, at, at the mixer. You at found the mixer. one, remember? I did, I did. I remember Yessie revealed the news to me that she had an ex-best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, does this mean you're going to replace me? Yeah. And then, and then one time I mentioned a, I went to go with a friend, and you're like, was it your ex-best friend? And it was. <laughs> I've been through a lot. <laughs> how to hide it, how to hide it. The Lord reveals all. I wasn't replacing you, though. Mm, that's right. I can't. And now Remember? here I am. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> um, okay. So, Yessie, what I find, I've been learning so much about you, honestly, throughout this podcast, because uh, obviously we talked about your parents' divorce before. Um, okay. Uh, obviously, we talked about your parents' divorce before. and But to hear from the different perspectives that you've been speaking about it um, throughout the podcast has been like such a huge eye-opener for me. Um, just because I've never realized that it brought, uh, um, and I don't really want to say baggage, but it just brought like its own um, challenges, right? In relationships and everything. And I'm sure that transpired not just in romantic relationships, but also friendships, like whatever that case may be, right? Mm -hmm. So before we dive into that, though, um, do you want to share anything about yourself that our, our listeners don't know? Like, what, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Take long walks? What? <laughs> long walks on the beach. <laughs> um, I am, right now my hobbies have been just, I like to do lots of arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. So I like home decor. Um, I love to go thrifting. I love to go find good sales. Yes. And then I love to brag about them. Like, <laughs> guess how much this cost me? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I love doing that. Um, right now I'm uh, working on a cool project and I can't wait to share once it's complete. Yeah. Um, but that's been taking up a lot of my husband and my time. Yes. Yes, a lot. And uh, I'm a mom, so I love to learn new things on how I can be a better mom yes. and um, what foods to make for my baby and what to teach her. So that's a lot of fun. A lot of, honestly, yeah. 
I've been having the best time doing that. And then um, obviously I used, I used to, I used to actually okay. um, love to go off-roading. Oh, yeah. And I say used to. Why are you laughing? <laughs> this story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, don't say it. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> but um, I used to go off-roading a lot, um, actually, since I was three. Um, and since I've been married, like, you know, I haven't been able to go camping all yeah. the time with them. So my family. So it's a little more difficult just because our schedules have a delay yeah, yeah. with that. But I, do, I did that. And do you then, think you'll let Zariah off-road at three? Yeah. At three, I don't know. <laughs> I would definitely like to give her her own motorcycle, and I have a feeling her grandpa, my dad, already has things lined up for oh, her. I'm, sure. I'm already cer I'm certain about that. <laughs> but um, I'm just excited for her. I know she's going to like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I love doing makeup. I love doing hair, mostly makeup. I love to get the lashes on, mm -hmm. do the whole look. Um, glitter, you know, glitter. glitter. Glitter on you, everything. Yes. <laughs> Glitter just, I keep thinking like all these memories, like Ashley's way. Oh, yeah. Like all of a sudden, a bridesmaid dress, like glitter everywhere. Glitter everywhere. <laughs> glitter all over my chest. I even took some for her. Remember? Yeah, it was. She loved it. Yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah, but it was just I so funny. all over her. Yeah. Even my wedding, I put glitter all over my chest, yes. on my face. Yes. And just so you guys know, she is a makeup artist. Yes. And she uh, now she's a retired hairstylist, and yes. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> None of us. I feel like when, the last time she cut my hair, I felt like I was doing like the underground railroad. Where it's like I couldn't tell anybody that she did it. Yeah, so I was silly. Like, I, I, I'm like not doing it anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Yessie is just extremely talented in so many different ways. Yeah. So. Oh, and I love business. Yeah, that's. I, I think numbers, that's the core of your thing. Of yeah. Yeah. I'm really good at that. She really is. Yeah. That's why I have her. Here in my business because yes he has i'll she, start a business with you yeah she really would <laughs> we already did yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna do it not gonna do it i'm not gonna advertise that we pay people yeah okay hire us, yeah they will okay so thank you for sharing that with us <laughs> yes, yes, um next so now we're gonna dive into um the heart of the matter and so I know that you've opened up a lot about what it was like growing up in a, with parents that were divorced um, and how that has affected you. And now it's like it's things that are springing up again, right, which is crazy because yeah. as you even mentioned in the interview that just aired on Thursday, that it's been you've lived half of your life, right, um, almost half of your life. Um, having grown up with parents that have been divorced and all that. So by now you would think that it's something that, um, you have like a pretty good hold on or whatever, but everybody knows that life has a way of throwing curveballs at us, right? Yeah. Especially when you enter different phases of life. And so in Shekinah's interview, she mentioned that something that A-Rob said, and that impacted me a lot. It was, um, A-Rob pretty much was telling her like, you know, the fact that it was uh, something that to be glad about was that there was no kids involved in the in their separation and her and her ex-husband. And so I'm curious, like, how because you were like your parents did have kids and so do you remember like the first time that you felt the weight of their divorce instantly i mean as we were going through it honestly there's been a lot of heartache in it and i can also recall like i would go to like family members or family friends and i'm like crying because i just you know it's just heartbreaking and at least they would understand because they've seen 
they both know both of my parents, yeah. you know, and they've been able to see my sister and I go through it. And it's just heartbreaking because you go through it and you think that other people might understand you, but no one understands you, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you feel sometimes lonely, mm-hmm. especially like at school. I was the only one at the time that had separated parents. What? That's crazy. Yeah. And I thought it was so weird. Um, well, actually, people treated me like if I was a weirdo hmm. because I had separated parents. And I thought it was so weird um, once I grew up that it's just a weird thing and it's not normal to have your parents still together. Yeah. Like yeah. when my sister and I were talking with Andre when he came to our apartment, right, when he was helping us, like, move. Yeah. Um, we, when we found out his parents were still together, we were like, really? Yeah. That's weird. And I think I even told you, like, your parents are still together? Like, yeah. that's crazy. Like, yeah. honestly, it it's it's not normal anymore which is Mm -hmm. sad yeah heartbreaking yeah it is crazy i remember you're you are actually one of the people that made me appreciate that because i never i I think i always took that for granted right and my parents did go through like some some major nonsense but when you said that i was like oh wow and so it really made me appreciate it made me appreciate that right and so um okay so you're saying that you i to me that's crazy right because now we see separation it's so it's so common nowadays, to be quite honest. And so when you were a kid and all that, and how did you cope with it? Like, how did you find a way to um, deal with their separation during that time? I, it was really hard because on weekends, they, we would switch houses every Friday. Hmm. So this Friday, I would live out a suitcase and I would go to my dad's and he would pick us up and we would have like a good old time at dad's house. And then next Friday, we would go to my mom's and have a good old time at my mom's house. So you wouldn't have structure. Mm -hmm. So you would try to, I think subconsciously, you would try to find structure some way or another. Yeah. But it was never, they were never on the same page because they never talked. Yeah. And so you knew what ways to manipulate one house (laughs) and the other house. You knew what house you're going to hang out with your friends doing this. The other one, you're like, okay, we're going to try to sneak (laughs) out. We're going to do this. Yeah. And by that time, I... Thing, yeah, I had my own car, so then you know, you would go distract yourself with your friends doing nonsense, crazy yeah. stuff, and I would take my sister for the ride all yeah. the time. And she was obviously the only person that knew what we were going through together, mm-hmm. and so at least I'm thankful I still to this day have her and we can yeah. still talk about these things because, um, like Shekinah mentioned, um, a lot of situations that we go through, you start peeling things off, and mm-hmm. like it's like an onion, right? Yeah. And so I feel like even to this day, we still have conversations about how it affects us. Yeah. And um, we're, we're still learning how to cope with it. Even if we went to therapy, we did go to therapy for many years. And it's like crazy because even during the struggles and everything, we tried to cope with it with therapy. And therapy only helps so much. Right. Yeah. And I remember one time because I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. And I think for me, it affected me at least at the time more than my sister only because I was older. So yeah. I got to see a lot more and understand a lot more. Mm-hmm. And when I went to therapy, um, I would have my, you know, interactions and they would even tell me like, oh, um, you're so mature. You're so grown up for your age. And I had no right. other option, yeah. right? And you would talk to police officers because during the divorce, there was police involved. <laughs> and when they would like see me stand outside, I'm like, my parents are so mature. <laughs> and like I would have a conversation with them and they're like, this is really sad because you're you're mature, you yeah. know, you're mature for your age and you shouldn't you shouldn't be. You're still a teenage kid and yeah. you're talking like you're an adult and they're the teenagers. Yeah. And so I think it 
it played a lot in my head and it it made me grow up a lot faster yeah. than I should have yeah. in some areas. Yes. Because in some areas, I think I'm still silly and yeah, oh. I, could, I could definitely <laughs> mature in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I love that you said that because, you know, you're living this experience, right? And one thing, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but as I've grown older is like, I start putting myself in, and I, you and I have had this conversation now that you have Zariah, where it's just like, wow, like it really made me think of my parents. Like what must, what must have they been going through when they were like raising me and all these things. And so, you know, um, going back even to what we talked about in the last episode where it's like understanding the, the frailty of the human, the human nature. Right. Yeah. And so to understand also that even though you had some insight into what was going on with your parents, like you still didn't know the fullness of it. And so that's so crazy because we have a whole bunch of humans trying to figure out a situation that they're put in for the first time. And so it must be so difficult, though, for you and, um, and your sister to deal with this because it wasn't your choice. It wasn't. And you know? that's something that we always, I, at least for myself, I can speak for myself. I always question God, why me? Yeah. Why am I going through this? I seriously thought I had like the best childhood. And I can honestly say I did. Yeah. And something that blew my mind when they were getting divorced was how can these people get a divorce if I know that they love them, love each other so much? Yeah. And so it was heartbreaking to see them go through it because when I was younger, I, I would always question them. How did you guys meet? You guys, I was born, but you guys were <laughs> born together. Like I, I never understood that they met each other and that they got married Aww. and fell in love. Like I never understood that. I thought they were just like born together. Yeah. And they just came. Together. Yeah. They just came. Like it never, it never in my head, like associated with them, like, actually being little kids and then growing up like I just always thought they were adults their whole life <laughs> and they were born together you know? what do you mean they were each other yeah <laughs> they were made for each other and so for me to that see them so get sweet. a divorce um it was heartbreaking because I'm like how can these people like love each other and go through that yeah and and it affects you in in your future relationships too and I know during therapy uh we had to not only have therapy because it was court ordered but I know that my, my dad really wanted us to go to therapy, which I appreciate he did that because yeah. he would go with us. And That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I remember one time in therapy, it was like a, a one-on-one and me and my therapist. She was really great. I, I wish I still had her number, but Aww. my insurance no longer covered her. So who knows where she's at? <laughs> Bye, Becky. Bye. <laughs> but um, I remember she sat with me and she asked me a few questions and I don't even recall what they were. But I just would tell her like, my feelings or what I would go through at school, how you would feel lonely, mm -hmm. how your parents would talk, you know, like, again, like you mentioned earlier, you have people who are having to deal with their emotions mm -hmm. who never have dealt with this before. Like both of their parents never had divorce. Yeah. They weren't around divorce like that. Mm. So for them to like have a divorce, I feel like it was very hard on them. Absolutely. Yeah. They did. They were so young too. And I just did the math, I think two, two, three weeks ago with my husband. And I said, they were your age when they got divorced. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. And it broke my heart because I'm like, I see you. And I would never, like, imagine my husband at that age. Yeah. Like, who knows, like, with the emotions. Yeah, that must be tough. So it broke my heart. Like, I was in tears. And I was like, I can't believe they were so young. Yeah. And your parents are gun-ho over you and Ali. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like they they're crazy for you guys. Like yeah. they they show up in the best way they know how to show yes, up. Yes, and I appreciate that for them and, and that in them and seeing knowing that they had to go through a divorce like so young, had to go through their emotions. Like they didn't probably know who to turn to right. that can help them out. Um they 
they handled it at least the best way that they knew how. Yeah. As a teenager, I didn't understand that and I didn't agree with the ways that they handled situations yeah. all the time. Right. But now as like an adult, I'm like, I understand. Yeah. I just wish somebody was there for me yes. to like protect me and tell me like they're still kids themselves. Right. I didn't understand that. Right. But um, the therapist, I remember she was asking me questions and she said, Yesenia, I, I don't want to scare you. And I think we need to deal with this a lot because when you grow up, you're not going to trust people easily. Mm. And you're going to have a really hard time finding somebody that you want to marry. Mm. And when That's she crazy. said that, I was like, I was like, okay, I don't agree with that. I don't understand why she's saying that. Yeah, that's weird. But I remember that she got the, that from the questions, and it really is true. Like, throughout my relationships, throughout even friendships, relationships with people, even my parents, like, it's really hard for me to trust people. Mm. At least now that God, you know, yeah. is in my life, it's yeah. a lot easier. But before then, it's like you throw up all the walls, yeah. and you're like, break it down if you want it. Yeah. If you want me, if <laughs> yeah. you want my friendship, yeah. if you want my love, if you want anything to do with me, you're going to have to fight through hell. Right. Because I'm putting those walls up so high. Yeah. Which is, I mean, in one way, in one way, right, it's valid because yes. the people that you trusted the most ended up like kind of, and not intentionally, right? It's not like they woke up one day and were like, oh, we're going to do this to our children. Our children. It was never that way. Yeah, it was never that. Like, I'm sure it came to a really tough decision. So I just want to make that clear. But still, like when you go through that, when you had like this whole idea in your mind, like that's crazy. And so, and, and to me, it's just wild the way that God orchestrates stories. Just like the fact, because I picked you guys randomly the way that I was going to order your yeah. interviews. But just to see the way that it's progressing, I'm just like, Lord Jesus, thank God I have an ounce of wisdom in my life. Um, okay, so that's that's really profound. And so you had the trust issues and all of these things, right? So you just mentioned that um, you wish during that time that you would have had somebody to like advocate for you and fight for you, right? One, I just want to say I had never pieced it together. Like even though the therapy was... Um, obviously something that we wish wasn't necessary, right, for any reason. But I think it really, just seeing you express yourself and hearing you express yourself, I think, like, you're somebody that really knows how to, for the most part, assess, like, your emotions and are able to discern what's going on in others. So I think that for sure was at least a huge payoff in that. But so you were mentioning that um, you wish somebody was there fighting for you and all these things. So do you think that helped you, like, become an advocate for yourself and for others? Definitely. Yeah. When you're a teenager and you're going through this, you have to remember, like, you're a teenager. You're going not only through peer pressure at school, you're going through hormones, uh, boys, at yeah. least because I'm a girl, right? right? So you're going through boys, <laughs> drama. Like, yeah. you're not only having that teenage experience, but you're also adding, like, that family drama at home. Yes. So where you were supposed to come home and have that safe space, like, now it's unbalanced. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to find a way. Yeah. And then your parents are trying to find a way, too. Too, you know, they're they're still doing their things of being responsible for you and loving you and making sure that they know that you're there. But they're also trying to provide. Yeah. Like my mom now, she was. They were both single parents. Mm. So I had to see them on a completely different like take. You know. Yes. I got to see my mom as a single mom and work hard to provide for us. And I saw my dad do the same, and the way that they coped very different. And I remember, um, I think. 
they mentioned something about my attitude in court because my attitude was already like because obviously (laughs) I'm doing my emotions and again like those walls like I'm gonna put up these walls and I don't care right you know so I I'm gonna say what I want to say I'm gonna do what I want to do and I my goal was like if I make my parents cry that's on them yeah like they cause this you know (laughs) and that's not healthy but I was just so angry I was so angry and I didn't know what to go through and how to deal with it. So I remember that I had to go to court mandated classes. Um, sorry, behavioral classes. Mm. Court behavioral classes. That's so crazy because you used to work in that. Like that was your I did, job. I did for for the for so I did it for the adults. I taught I worked okay, teaching okay, the okay. adults. I never did it for the kids. Okay. But I had to go in there with the kids. And these are kids that are like tagging walls, doing all these things, and I'm making friends with them, you know? And you have to, like, do all these activities, and then they give you homework to go do with your parents. And me and my sister, like, I don't know what we're doing in here, right? But we liked it. We enjoyed it. And it felt like, you know, my favorite movie, Freedom Riders. (laughs) Like, it felt like all the mischiefs, you know? And I would always think, like, I don't know why I'm in here, but fine. Like, let's just make the best out of it. And I remember I had a certificate uh, to show that I did behavioral classes and, um, it, because again, my attitude was way out there. Yeah. And um, now, when I see kids and I see them react a certain way, I instantly know. Yeah. Something's up with their parents. Yeah, which is awesome because you serve in our young disciples ministry. I do. And so again, like God, the way that God tells stories is so amazing because now you're able to take something that um, was such a trying time in your life. Now you're able to use that to be able to like. Um, pour into the next generation, right? Which they themselves are facing, uh, like it just keeps getting worse in some ways, right? And yeah. so to be able to have somebody that can identify with the pain that they're going through, like it's profound. So I, that's what I love about Jesus the fact that he doesn't waste any experience, right? Yeah. And I think being there, it breaks my heart because, again, you see it and it's normalized um, in schools and yeah. everything, you know, about blended families. And I, I know all about blended families. Like mm-hmm. I have um, now step-siblings, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I have a half, my, my little sister, I don't call her half-sibling, right, but, but, but I do have yeah. one. And it's also a difficult dynamic to go through and mm-hmm. it's very different and people don't always understand it. And so having to explain it to people who've never gone through that, like sometimes they look down upon you. Mm-hmm. And even teenagers do that to other teenagers. And you kind of like, have to be there and you're like no like yeah. you, you kind of like mesh it together yeah. and you're just trying to make sure that you you don't have like any bullying going on right. not saying that they bully but right. like you don't want them to like push buttons yeah. because you're kind of protective over the kid that's having to deal with yeah. that your emotions like i mentioned earlier you're going through peer pressure and then instability sometimes here yeah or you know um a different dynamic right you don't want to like add peer pressure to them you don't want to do any of that you want to make sure like Like for myself, like I wish Mm -hmm. someone was there to protect me and tell me like, it's okay, you're going to get through this and I've gone through it and you can go through it too. I never was around someone that has gone through it and can say like, Jesus brought me through it. Right. Never. And I wish someone can speak that to me. Right. So that's why I'm so thankful to be with the young disciples. But not only that, like to be around other kids or even to be around parents who have kids that go through that because I can tell them like, it's really difficult for your kids too. Like you might go through all your emotions and fight for your kids, but also know like that's your child's other parent. Yeah. And so regardless of what you think of the other person, that's also a part of them. Yeah. Yeah, And people forget. 
Yeah, and that's so tough because, you know, now considering that, it's like it, this is their entire worldview. Like this is the child's makeup, yeah. right? And so they, they're just so limited. And I feel like sometimes uh, I've grown up with parents that are like, dude, like just get over it type of thing because they expect that from their children. But it's like the children, they don't have the same understanding. They don't have the same yeah. perspective that others have. You know what I mean? Like, again, me as I'm barely turning, well, not I'm, I'm not at 32 you years old. Girl, you've been, been 32. I've been, girl. <laughs> Start to cry. Um, being 32 years old, like, until now, am I able to look back and just really see, you know, the like, that we're all really just trying to, trying to get it together, right? Yeah. We're all just trying to do our best yeah. for the most part, right? Because there's some knuckleheads out there. Okay, so super good i love it and next one next question that i would like to ask you is so you've gone through all of this right and you we were dating like leading up to andre how was that like dating experience for you like being in relationships or anything in was, the world right yeah okay so it's you're constantly looking for for a distraction mm. Um, I put myself in very dangerous situations, mm. uh, drinking wise, partying wise, not the, not smart at all. Yeah. And I would always keep my life private from my family, always, even with the men I dated. Like mm. I would always tell them I'm going to go on a date, and I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't tell them at all where it was <laughs> because I, I already know I'm like my dad's going to end up showing up and stalking mm. or something and just being like. So fool, like you know, like saying something to the guys yeah. and scaring them. Yeah. Like knowing my dad, that's exactly what he would do. Just to mess with you, I'm sure. Just to mess with me, yes. Are <laughs> your uncles? Oh, my uncles, they would, yeah, they would probably mess with me. So I just kept it low key, and um, I would talk to guys, but I was never like boyfriend girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I never wanted to have that title with somebody mm -hmm. because I feel like once you do, you're like, you're very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And if they were to like leave you, mm -hmm. cheat on you, mm -hmm. like it would break your walls, right? So mm -hmm. I always had my guard up, always. Mm -hmm. And if somebody wanted to make it to boyfriend, like they would have had to like break all these walls to get yeah. in, you know? And I made sure that they didn't. That's really, so um, Denise and I were actually just talking about that, or I think it was on Monday, but how crazy that is, right? because you're just sending me down a little bunny trail here, so bear with me a little bit. Okay. But you're talking about how being not in the world and stuff, like you had all these walls and you didn't want to have that title. And I think that is such the culture that we're in right now, right? Like, um, you know, like women have been lied to and saying that when we keep that kind of control, where we keep that kind of like dynamic in relationships, then we're considered like these like false babes or like these baddies or whatever, mm -hmm. when in reality, like it ends up hurting us even more, right? Like um, for me, like I've mentioned before, like music is such a, a huge culture influence, yeah. right? And so I love that you're touching on that because I think women need to like take that pill, like truth pill right away and be like, hey, like if you're feeling like, oh, I'm never going to have a man have, like let a man have power over me. It's not because it's not coming from a from a healed stance. It's coming from a super broken stance, right? Yeah. So like, how did you, how, how long did that last for? Like, and how were you able to break that with Dre? Like, oh, and I'm so thankful I did have those walls broken, like up there actually, yeah. because all these guys were trash. trash. 
trash. You're hearing this. I'm sorry. But, you know, us talking, everything, yeah. trash relationships. All of them. O- honestly. I mean, and the snapback and tattoos guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was it. the worst. But a lot of these guys, they were self-centered. Mm. Um, they were, you know, like, supposedly my type and everything. But, I, again, like, they they really had to fight for these walls. And some of them didn't. Like, they, mm. they were like, nah, it's not worth it. But then they would call me back, like, when they were, Always. like, want to, right? And I'm like, oh, like, blocked. And the way I cut them off, some of them, honestly, I would just, like, okay, I'm not interested in them, block, like, delete, delete. I don't even talk to them. I didn't even tell them, like, I'm not talking to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Still in a relationship with somebody right now. (laughs) What the heck? You've been married for 10 years? (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. But I, I just didn't. Yeah. And the reason why is because I didn't care enough to do it. Yeah. And again, it's just coming back from that brokenness of I, I'm not going to let them in anyway. Yeah. So here we go. And I did that with friends too, like mm. girlfriends. Like um, <laughs> in high school, I would hang out with an ex-best friend, okay? Yeah. And I just cut cold turkey because of drama. And I'm just like, I'm not even going to touch base yeah. and delete it off of social media and everything. Oh, my yeah. gosh. No so, more MySpace top eight. Yeah. Removed, yeah. <laughs> but um, I I think that was a, a a really hard thing. But with Andre, it was different. Hmm. It was when I first seen him. I'm like, I was not only already like learning about Jesus at the time and God and reading the Bible for myself, but when I saw him, I I again the first time I was like, that guy's like that creepy guy from Twitter. And then the second time I saw him, I'm like, oh wait, it was it my bad. <laughs> He's so. <laughs> Okay. I touched my mic. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but the the second time I saw him, I'm like, okay, he is so cute. I need to know more about him. And he was actually talking to my sister, and he worked in the same department. Not talking, talking, just like having conversation. Yes, having conversation. And he was, you know, just trying to get to know her, but also like kind of teach her the ropes of yeah. the department. And for some reason, okay, he says he didn't like me, but why would he ask if I like to go to the movies? I'm saying. Why would he ask if I love Jesus? Mm. Why did, would he ask if... He was screening you. He was. Come on, Through man. my sister. Come on, And man. she would come to, you know, our house and she, she would say, you know, he asked about you. And I was like, really? What did he ask? <laughs> did you tell him I love Jesus? Did you tell him? I remember <laughs> telling me that. It's funny. Because he asked if I was Catholic or Christian, oh. and, I, and I was in that stance of I'm trying to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the Bible. I grew up Catholic. I don't know what I am anymore. Yeah. And she's like, I told him you grew up Catholic. Wrong answer. <laughs> Wrong answer. I'm, right I'm figuring myself out right now. I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> Throw that in the combo tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. It was really cool to see, like, how – God opened doors that way. And now, of course, we were friends first. Yeah. But it was very different at first, you know, like trying to get to know them. Um, I did work at Sephora and some of the girls would be like, you know, just, you know, yeah. just be careful. And I'm like, we why? And I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, he's just my friend. And yeah. they're like, well, just, you know, like just stay clear from people and from at work in general. And yes. I'm like, yes, it's it's weird, yeah, obviously, but I was very thankful that we got to not only hang out as friends, but hang out with um, our young adult in yeah. the at the church. Like that was really fun, and yeah. And just to clarify a little bit, because we've said on the podcast, guys and girls can't just be friends. Yes. So explain that. 
<laughs> okay, so I remember I would I wasn't coming to church or anything, yeah. and I would go out to the bars with my friends, and he would like message me right and <laughs> to the skating bars. <laughs> okay, but I was I was yeah I was I didn't go to a church yeah. or anything. You were I was, still finding. You I were was out still, getting a testimony. <laughs> I was getting my testimony, and I remember he would message me, and I would get all excited. Mm. And my friends were like, "Why are you getting all giggly?" <laughs> And they're like, do you like him? And, I'm, and I kept playing it off like, no, no, I, hate him. no, I don't. He's just messaging me like, but he, 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 you know, you're all messaging and you're getting all giggly and like you're constantly on your phone. Yeah. And uh, he, he didn't flirt with me. He, none of that. Right. And I would always say when you're like, when you're texting a guy, usually they flirt with you within like the, the first week. Yeah. It always like never fails. Somehow. 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 So I'm like, what is going on with this guy? Like, yeah. what? he's seeing somebody else. Like he has a girlfriend probably. That's the only, That's explanation. The only explanation. And so, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm he's not broken. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna, you know, yeah. do anything. I'm not gonna open like any doors. Like it's it's really fun to get to know somebody on yeah. that level. And uh, I think a lot of it came because I think he was coming to the church, too. Mm. And he wanted to make sure, like, people, you know, like, I myself found Jesus first. And I, I think he had combos with you about yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great combos. Uh, and Lily was here during that time, too. Yes. So she was, like, a huge part of that as well. Okay, so I just needed to make sure that we clarified that for our followers just because I yes, know that please. we've had conversations about that, right? And so clearly... You have to be friends with somebody to determine whether you want to pursue a relationship or not. But there is that point, right, where there has to be a decision made where it's like, okay, like, one of us has got feelings here, or both of us, hopefully both. So there has to be a decision, like, are we going to do this or are we not, right? So don't come at us. And if you do, our email will not be on the bottom. <laughs> um, okay, so now that, as you mentioned in the podcast, once again, is now you're experiencing a lot of these things coming up again, right? Some of the things that you thought um, you were hoping maybe that you would never have to deal with again. And so how do you navigate that as a married woman, right? Because as a single woman, you were able to put up these walls and all these things until you found Jesus, until uh, Andre came into the picture. Even even through that, though, because oh. Andre did have to break down walls. Oh. And during our courtship, it was a big thing. Like, I would always shut down. And, like, I used to say, I used to cut people off cold turkey, right? Mm -hmm. Like, with him, I would just give the silent treatment. Really? Yeah. And I remember P. Lynn, she was, like, just saying, that's not healthy. Mm. And I was, like, but it works. <laughs> but it, that's what works for me. Yeah. Because I'm so, like, angry and I didn't know how to handle my emotions. So when I stay silent, I can just think about it. Yeah. And I need to have that moment. But she's, like, at least communicate that you need that cool off moment. Oh, I see. Right? And then I would have these walls and... It would be um, like, okay, Andre wants to wants to pursue me. Well, I'm gonna put this wall up. Mm. See if you can take it down. You know, just to see if like you're worth it. And yeah. you would do it subconsciously. Like I didn't do it like on purpose. Right. Like, okay, here goes another one. It would just to be a reaction, and that I would just say, okay, this is another part of me. Are you okay with it? This is another part of me. Are you okay with it? And mm. it was like this person's gonna see the ugly and everything about you and. They have to be okay with it and have to fight through it. Yeah. So it wasn't easy even for him. And I think even in our marriage, it's it still was there. Yeah. 
So it's interesting um, because in, in like in a way you were giving him reasons to like not pursue you, right? Which is crazy. Self-sabotaging because Self-sabotaging. I, I totally wanted to be with him. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Like that economy is so weird. And I think it could be both men and women that do that, honestly. And I want to use this as a right now, just interject and just be like for any single person that's out there. It's like when, um, you know, even Denise mentioned it in the last podcast that just released on Thursday where it's like you are worthy of somebody to do that, to pursue that for you, right? And to to pursue you for who you are, the baggage and everything. And I think a lot of people, what they tend to do is they look at what's wrong with them and then they they hyper-focus on that and they're like, well, nobody's ever going to be able to like take that or want to love that. Yeah. And um, just to see and hear your story, because I know that I can see it in one lens and I can apply that to my life or somebody else's life. But when I hear how it affects everybody goes through that same battle it's just it pops up different you know because um you know we live in such a broken state and to believe that somebody can love you for all your crap like that's scary and that they won't leave you because you've seen uh again, yes like for myself you've seen a fairy tale like mom and dad yeah like raise you and then you're like okay is this person gonna leave me because i don't want to go through that right. like my whole goal is i don't want to get a divorce so like you're either with me through the yeah. battles, the good times and the ugly times, or not. Are you coming up missing? Yeah. yeah for sure. So it was very difficult, especially because he he hasn't doesn't have a background of anybody in his family being divorced. Yeah. So for him, he's like, "Why are you like this?" <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's really funny to hear your guys' dynamics sometimes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you've shared the powerful story about the courting process with Dre and what that looks like. So with everything, and now I'm speaking like, because we can uh, we can do single people as a whole, but I think it'd be fair to talk to somebody that's been through trauma that's similar to that. Like, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's grown up in a household that had divorce, or maybe their parents were never even together, like they never got to experience that? How would you um, talk to them about the process of courting and encourage them in that? Well. Courting is very difficult, extremely difficult. I will say that even if you have divorced parents or not, like separated parents or not, like regardless of your family dynamic, just courting in general is not for the weak <laughs> at all because yeah. there's a, a lot to it and there's a lot of boundaries and the world does not make it easy whatsoever for that. You know, you just want to go to the movies. Oh, yeah, I'll pick you up. Oh, that means we're in the car alone together. Yeah. Things can happen, yeah. you know? <laughs> kind of sucks, right? Yeah. So... Just making sure that you 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 know that ahead of time. Um, having divorced parents or separated parents or parents who were never even together, your dynamic is very different than with somebody who who does have them. Yeah. Whether we want to admit it or not, it is. And the way that we perceive things, we are like, oh, this is my normal. To them, it's not their normal. Yeah. So, an instance for myself, uh, having like step siblings and everything for my husband, it wasn't like the easiest to understand. Mm -hmm. And then once he came into it, he now understands it. He understands the dynamic. He's friends with everybody. It's mm -hmm. great. But if if he wasn't open to that, I don't know how my relationship would be now. Yeah. If he wasn't open to having to make that, not the, it's not a sacrifice, but having to make that effort to kind of understand yeah. the dynamic. Because again, it it comes with me, mm -hmm. right? So if you're going to be courting somebody, definitely bring them around your family um, just so they can kind of understand it and um, if they're okay with it. Because once you 
like let's say you don't have them around your family at all once you get married and you're like oh let's go to like a party like a family party or or like a get together mm-hmm. now you're gonna kind of see them and you interact with your family a different way yeah. you should have done that courting yeah so you can see that dynamic first yeah because they already they already knew what they were getting themselves exactly into. yeah and now they're not going to understand things and they'll give you a hard time and maybe you might feel like you should have known this beforehand like you don't accept this this mm-hmm. is part of me and it affects your worthiness so yeah it's just a, a definitely something to think about also helen did mention that to make sure that when you're courting bring them around your family because something might tick them off that their family did and you would have never seen yeah i 100% agree with that really? because you find out so much about somebody when they're around their family mm. like for myself I got to see him hang out with his siblings, his parents, and, like, my husband thinks a lot of the things is, like, he thinks a lot of the things are funny, you know? So mm-hmm. he thinks, like, them, you know, like, talking about, like, food and picking out food, like, he'll just be on the side dying of laughter <laughs> if they're, like, not in an argument, but, like, in a tiff of something. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, dying of laughter. <laughs> so now it makes sense, like, when there's sometimes serious combos that I'm trying to have. He thinks it's funny. Oh, and I'm like, sense. oh, it makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> That's where that wiring came from. Yes. <laughs> um, or vice versa. Like, my family loves to get under my skin sometimes, mm. especially my dad and my uncles. Like, they'll say things on purpose. It's a love language. Yes, if they know it's going to get me mad. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, stop. <laughs> and <laughs> Andre calls it the spicy Latina, you know? He's like, oh, a spicy Latina coming out, you know? But he knew that ahead of time, mm-hmm. but it was amplified, obviously, once we came around them more. Yeah. So those family are... can get you like nobody else can. Yes. Dude. Yes. Lord have mercy. Especially siblings. Oh. Yes. Forget it. Yeah. My sister only has to look at me and I'm already upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already like crying. Yeah, but I would definitely say family, getting to know each other on family, getting to know uh, somebody and making sure that you're aware if you're bringing your walls up or not. Yeah. Being accountable to somebody that you know has your heart in it and knows ex- exactly what you've been through. Because yeah. if they don't know what you've been through, that they're not going to understand why you are the way that you are. Mm-hmm. So just giving somebody like a synopsis might not even help. It's more of them knowing exactly your struggle. So if they helped you through that area, then they can help you with courting too, I would yeah. say. And that's so tough, I think, because even in the courting process, like I think the moment that you start allowing somebody to have influence over those areas it's even more vulnerable, oh, yeah. right? Because now you're allowing them to like, the word that I like to use or phrase is cross-pollinate. So now your lives are, are really starting to like merge together. And so it's like, okay, now this is becoming messy because now you're like, you're literally becoming a part of my life. Yeah. Like it's not just something that I do on the side. Like with that. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But you get this it. relationship <laughs> is just on my side. Yeah, it's like I clock in and out and that's it. But no, like when you start, oh, you're getting comfortable yeah, now. Yeah, getting girl. comfortable. I want to hear about this. We're just starting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. All right, we're moving on. Okay, so. So you guys know I just moved myself to yeah, face her. To face me. <laughs> she got her legs. I feel like I'm in a therapy session now. I just want to give her both mics. Um, okay, so. But it's true. You you do become more vulnerable with with somebody, especially because not only are you talking about them with your like boundaries, mm-hmm. but you also have to admit when you cross those boundaries because <laughs> it's it's hard, you know, when yeah. you're courting. So when you do cross those boundaries, you you're out there. You're putting yeah. yourself out there. If you want to do it the healthy way. Yes. The if you want to do it the healthy way. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So 
did you give your advice? Did we? Did, did you give your advice? You did, huh? I just. Oh yeah, bringing them around the family. We had a whole dialogue. Yeah, bringing them around their family, making sure that they're held accountable. Um, also making sure that you're aware of your walls up. Um, make sure you deal with as much stuff that you have as possible mm -hmm. because they're going to have to understand it. Another thing um, to make sure that um, you understand your finances and everything too. Oh, that's scary. That's a scary part. <laughs> yeah. yeah but sure. you you might find that stuff out from your family and mm -hmm. things, you know? Like yeah. this person, you know, some might say like that person owes me 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> They've never paid me 20 bucks. I don't know. Those are just yeah. like silly things. But also just making sure that this person doesn't have like a gambling problem or anything mm. like that. Just to make sure that they they know about their finances. Like for myself, I was, a, you know me, I was a free girl. spender. Anytime I got money, girl, Yessie would take me out on dates. Yes. Nobody's treated me as good as Yessie. <laughs> and then when I stopped working, right? Oh, terrible. Yes, terrible times. It. Yeah. <laughs> but I, w I would get paid. Let's get sushi. Let's yes. go get food. Let's mm -hmm. go. Let's go drive Michoacana. around. Yes. Oh, my gosh. My favorite. We would go buy makeup, oh, right? Oh, my goodness. So knowing that those spending habits, thankfully, he was my friend. He was around us when yeah. we struggled with the Apple Pay, all of that. He knew about those things. When I would lose my purse, I wouldn't have my purse, remember? Oh he would have to pay God. for it. Oh. So, so he knew all of those things coming forward. Yeah. Another thing that I will extremely highlight and recommend, if you're going to be courting, bring them around your friends. Not mm. just your family, but your friends. And I would say your friends because you get to know another level of them. Like, yes. remember that guy that you brought around? So, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Those... saved me a lot. Yeah, saved me a lot of heartache. <laughs> we still, we still use his name as a proverb. <laughs> See, yeah, um, but I know that you get to realize that okay, the person that I'm courting, um, this is how they interact with other people. Mm -hmm. You want it like for myself? Does he flirt with other girls mm -hmm. when I'm around? Does he? Is he always on his phone? Is he hiding things like? Just, just, just things that I your just, friends does would he catch. Put respect on my does name? he put some respect on me? But does he serve people around you? Yeah, that's good. Right? Does he check in on you, make sure you're okay while yeah. you're hanging out with all your friends? Like, hey, hey, are you thirsty or anything? I can go get you something. Mm -hmm. Like when you're in a combo with your friends, those are all things to keep an eye out for. Mm -hmm. Another part is like, are they fun? Like, if they're around your friends, are they Gee. Debbie Downers or are oh they fun? Oh my gosh, yes. Right? Because mm -hmm. your friends don't want to be around boring people. No. And if you're going to be the one bringing that boring person, you're most likely not going to be invited oh to the hangouts, right? <laughs> Say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so so whoever you are with has to be like a part of you and represent you well. So yeah. just think of that. And then another thing is when you're going out and you're having fun with your friends, it's really a safe space for you to hang out and do things. Like mm -hmm. when we went to Beverly Hills, remember we were riding the bird scooters? Oh my God. Yeah. And remember, I was like driving it, and I wanted to make sure I looked all cool. Oh yeah, yeah and I fell. Oh, yes, and I turned around real quick to make sure he didn't look at me. <laughs> yeah. And you were dying of laughter because you were behind me the whole time. Oh my god! <laughs> but those are I forgotten about that specific one. It was your birthday. You yeah. remember? <laughs> I have it in my mind right now. That was great. But those are instances <laughs> that, like, thankfully he didn't realize that that happened yeah. to me. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> but those are instances that that would really matter because the way that they would react and everything your friends would tell you things like hey yeah he's totally a red flag or not right you know no so. absolutely i love it i love all these tips um okay so another question that came up was so you lived on your own for how long i think like eight years since eight i was 21 years. 
No. When did I get married? When? You didn't. You lived in the. How long? I was twenty-one when I got the apartment. And then, how old? Eight years. I guess so. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was like two or three years. No. Dude, my sense of time is excellent. Obviously. Um. Okay. So I'm tripping out right now. So like, <laughs> you're like. A whole new world has opened up for me for some reason. Okay, so you lived by yourself for eight years. That's enough to learn habits, right? That's enough to learn how to do how you want to do things. Yeah. So how was the transition from being independent to moving in with Dre, who came straight, like his transition was his parents' house and now to you. So there was an adjustment made for both of you, right? How yeah. was that? So it was noticeable right away <laughs> um i think just even going to the grocery store the first time when you know i'm already like okay we have to go get this our pantry's empty we need this and he was like why don't we don't why do we need this mm -hmm. because we don't have salt you know <laughs> and those are things that he's probably never had to buy or something mm -hmm. so but he really enjoyed those moments like and i was kind of proud of him mm -hmm. to to go out there on his own and like live life Mm -hmm. And it sounds so cheesy. Bye, little birdie. <laughs> Bye, little birdie. Bye. But um, it, it's just great to see him because he was just so proud of himself. He's like, man, like, I got a house. Like, I got these things. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yes, you yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You got a wife and everything. Um, but it was, it was also really hard for me because I not only had, like, my own setup, I had all my stuff, mm -hmm. like, I came from a kitchen, so I brought all my kitchen stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> came from a kitchen? <laughs> sorry, I came from having a kitchen, you know, yeah. from having all this furniture. And he's like, what's all this stuff? Yeah. What is it for? And, you know, my husband for gets life. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is so you can cook. What are you talking about? You know you're, that meal you're eating? Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, so it was very difficult for us, um, especially because I had things organized a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it if you remember back to a few podcasts ago, he didn't move until after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I moved in there first, and, like, a couple months after we got married, he moved in. Yeah. So that's when he started moving things around. Oh. And I was already comfortable. Oh, geez. And so I'm like, why did you why did you move the spices? That'll preach. Yes. <laughs> why did you move this? Because I need to make room for my stuff. We don't it's need your our stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah, we don't need your stuff. When did you buy this? Yeah. <laughs> or just how he like organizes thank god we had double sink in our bathroom mm. but the way he organizes his stuff and then he wanted to include it into like my makeup drawer oh, stuff no 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 like he moved some of my stuff and you know me like yeah, don't no. touch my makeup yes. don't touch my skincare it's very difficult very different yeah but i mean now you can't picture life without them right. or they're your dynamic you know each other you know exactly how you leave stuff like he's always known that my car has been dirty <laughs> You know that, right? Yeah. He knows that. So, like, even to this day, he, like, cleans my stuff. Like, you know, like, if I go get coffee, mm -hmm. I just leave it in the, like, after it's, oh, like, yeah, empty, yeah. I still leave it there in the cup holder. Mm -hmm. And he, like, every day, like. It just goes in and gets He it. just makes sure that my car is, like, clean. So he'll, like, throw it out yeah. for me. Um, so I think we're kind of, like, learning. I mean. Yeah. Which years. is fun. Yeah. Right? It gets fun. I remember, I think even, I don't know if he said it in the podcast or it was just in dialogue that he and I were having, but. He was like, yeah, Yessi and I, he's like, it's cool because now Yessi and I are getting to the point where I can like just tell what she's thinking. Or I think we were, I was at your house. And so then, um, so it's cool, right? We joke about it because really? it's three years in the making. So, I mean, three years to some people is like, 
ah, you guys are yeah. newlyweds yeah. still, right? Yeah. But three years is a huge victory, especially, I mean, for myself coming from my family, I think I'm like, that's a huge badge. Yeah. And the way that you see the dialect, like before we would like fight for like the silly stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but now it's like, I know you're going to think this way, so I'm already doing this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm about your heart and you're about my yeah. heart. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I think that just speaks to like, um, just being, being transparent as much as you can from the, it's better for somebody to reject you for being real, for being who you are and everything, because that you knew that, because at some point the facade or whatever, like it's going to die out. Right. And yeah. so then it's gonna that's even gonna be scarier and that's gonna be heartbreaking it can potentially be heartbreaking and add a layer of struggle that you didn't really need and so um i love it right to be able to um be able to pour yourself out and show somebody like hey this is what it is yeah and because now you know that the connection is genuine yeah. right and you don't have to fake the funk so yeah to speak. but going back to completely agree but going back to what you were telling me about being like independent and yeah. everything, it, it's, it was very difficult. And um, to be able to submit to a husband, mm. I did want to make sure I touched upon that. It's very difficult because you're like, I'm grown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I paid my dues, like I've done stuff like, yeah, especially with you, like you were in a whole career. Yes, like you were managing a makeup store. I don't know if you want to say it. So I'm just gonna mm -hmm. say it as that. Yeah. Um, you're managing a makeup store like you you were moving like people like you were on the road to like corporate. I was. You I, know was what I, mean? I was like, very close. Very yes. close. And so to give that up. Yeah. For some. And I mean, look at where Andre's now. Like, that's amazing. But at that time, like you were putting your trust in somebody that was kind of barely starting out. Yeah. Right. And so that's that's intense. Yeah. Yeah. He called me sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> Funny guy. But um. It, it was very difficult because you were independent. You you listened to yourself. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to obey anybody else. And now you're living with somebody. And it got to the point where it's like, okay, I love you. I love you so much. But when are you going to go home? Like, Because you're not used <laughs> to them living there with you. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Because obviously you have all these boundaries. So you, it's just crazy to think like, okay, we're married. Yeah. You know, and he would always say that. Why do you think that? You're so weird. And, it's, and I tell him it's because I, I was by myself for a while, yeah. you know. I didn't have somebody. You had to for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a long time, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure that's difficult. Yeah. So difficult. Yeah. And it would, it would cause a lot of, at least for myself, a lot of arguments because it would be like, I could do it myself. Mm. I could do it myself. Just watch me. I'll do it myself. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to help you. Yeah. Like, can I, can I serve you? Can I do this for you? I'd like to see you do it. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like, no, I can do it myself. And then I'm like, okay, it feels great to be able to just let go. Yeah. Be your feminine self. Yeah. Okay. You could do that for me. Like it takes a while, but. Right. But it's achievable. Ladies. It's achievable. Yeah. <laughs> you too can become. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So there definitely was a lot of learning right still and i'm sure there still is a lot yeah so hopefully single people if you're listening to this just know that it never ends <laughs> it never <laughs> ends i'm just kidding but it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing though yeah. that that you're constantly getting to know your partner which yeah. is awesome and that's why i mean with everything that you're saying that's why it's so key like i don't know how people can have relationships outside of jesus i really don't because jesus himself is i mean he'd be putting up with a lot of our stuff yeah you know 
Um, okay, so now you're in this beautiful marriage and you're both of you guys are walking through this life together. So can you share with me how, um, you know, especially in the last episode, you talked about generational curses. And I don't know, have you been able to see any generational curses already started to be broken in your family um, that you would like to talk about just based on the influence of your marriage? So at least for him and myself, I know for sure um, we have boundaries within our our, our sphere, our mm -hmm. marriage, right? Um, like no drinking alcohol and the reason why, like I don't want my children to see see at least what you know I kind of grew up in yeah and I'm not saying it was like the worst or alcohol abuse or anything but I just don't want that in my family right. at all and so doing that I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping and I, I'm praying that maybe others can see that and say like okay it is possible yeah right because a lot of people especially when you're Christian like they'll test you oh they'll test you and they'll keep asking yeah. you and they just can't wait for you to just give in and they'll be like see it's not possible exactly but we haven't and my husband he he jokes around and he's like man i'm so drunk off of water right <laughs> and so everyone knows in my family where he's kidding yeah. right and they and they know he's having a great time yeah. without alcohol yeah and uh one thing that i've noticed about you guys is like you never do it at least from my point of view <laughs> from this point of view <laughs> is you don't do it condescending right because again it comes back to understanding the frailty that we all have as humans it's like we all have our crap and we all have our, our baggage and so in the uh in the bible it talks about to not premature somebody or even yourself prematurely to not judge yourself and so um i think the fact that you guys still go around your family because where a lot of other people would probably just cut Cut, cut communication which i think for some people it is wise like i'm not gonna lie like yeah. there's some people definitely if especially if you're in a toxic toxic environment and you feel like that's the best thing for you and your family absolutely 100 um but i think it's amazing that you and him have this partnership where you know how to help each other navigate each other's families right because ultimately that is what it, i keep talking about reconciliation but that is the ultimate goal yeah and i and i see that within i think one of the biggest things that him and I talk about is how we ourselves are so harsh with our own family mm -hmm. and how when we go into opposite families like hey let's not I like for myself like I buffer him out with his family right <laughs> yeah because he can say some crazy stuff you know and, <laughs> and um I'm like hey no I don't think he means it that way yeah. I think this is what he means you know or babe I do think that we can come visit them yeah. more often or what, whatever it is um, and then on the other end, I'm like ruthless, like no alcohol, no drinking, stop, you know? Yeah. And for him, he'll be like making a joke about it. Yeah. And like, it's different. And I feel like it's that comical relief that I needed. Yeah. You know, it's not so serious. Like I, it's a serious boundary and a serious right. thing. And it, they know that, but it's not coming out condescending. Cause I'm sure I could have came out that way, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that we're definitely balancing each other's family. I love that. Um, I know that we pray for each other's family and we pray for them to like see Jesus and meet Jesus in incredible ways. Mm -hmm. And I cry like to know that my dad was able to get married and, and I'm so proud. Of, and I even said this on his wedding day, like I'm so proud of the decision he made of getting married mm -hmm. because I've constantly kept saying like, you should get married, you should yeah. get married, you should yeah. get married, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and just seeing like people around us get married and, and not only just get married, but they also hire the person who, 
who threw my event. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Helping Hands, yeah. too. She did an incredible job with my wedding. And all she's the one that did the In the Vine Dating uh, charcuterie board. Yes, our little yes, yes. And, uh, the mixer. And, yeah. and obviously, she has a way of bringing, like, love and, and such a hosting environment yeah. and makes you feel like a little it's tangible. Yeah, yeah, it's tangible. And so since my wedding, there's been a handful of weddings that have contacted her. And they're my family mm -hmm. members that were at the wedding and said, I love what you did. And that's something that we prayed for. We mm -hmm. said, when people come to our wedding, we want them to experience it and know that they can get this too. That's right. Because God is a God who redeems. And even though my, my family is different mm -hmm. and um, I know God is redeeming them in incredible ways. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I keep pushing the mic. I know that God is doing something within Andre and I. Yeah. And it's to glorify God and honestly, that's it. That's all I want. Yeah. But I know that he's redeeming a lot of the brokenness and the healing that I needed through my family, through restoring marriages, through providing the love of Jesus in yeah. incredible ways that hopefully they know, and maybe they haven't shared with me, but they know yeah. that God is coming through and with them, you know, in, in yeah. different scenarios. And hopefully they could see the goodness of God in our lives right. and be like, you know what? Maybe this Jesus thing isn't just a game. Right. Like it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And at first, I'm sure they thought it was crazy that we go to church every Sunday. Oh, yeah. We try not to miss as, you know, as, yeah. as we are teachers also, right. like we teach. Um, if there's a camping trip and it leads to us teaching, like, sorry, we teach, you know, like we can't go. Yeah. Like, I really hope that they understand, like, it's, it's not a malicious thing that I don't want to go with right. them. It's just, we love Jesus so much. Like, we want other people to witness it. And, and we would love for them to be here too. But again, I know yeah. it's... It's on their own timing and God's timing and everything. Yeah, because it's that's the thing. Like when you when you're really demonstrating the love of God, then you then you realize like you don't really have to convince anybody. They'll be able to see it for themselves. You know, like yeah. the Bible says, "Taste and see that the Lord is good." And so that's the thing about God. Like He can make a case for Himself. We just have to like put Him in through the door, right? Like, um, not going to go on this tangent, but just to summarize that thought, it's like John the Baptist in the Bible. It says that. He was out in the streets proclaiming that God was coming. And uh, I remember the Holy Spirit once told me, he's like, the way, the way that, the reason why John the Baptist was in the streets was so that I can come into the homes. And so it's like, in a way, that's what we do, right? Yeah. We're, we are the John the Baptist, like preparing the way for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, even in that, it reminds me, like, I remember the Lord being with my family because, you know, it can be discouraging going sometimes and you're just like, dude, like, I don't want to be around this environment. Like, this is tough. Like, especially having a kid, a kid. like it, you really um, have to think of, think things through yeah. a lot. And I remember the Lord spoke to me. He's like, Melissa, you cannot allow the enemy to tell you your family's outcome. You allow me to speak over your family. That's beautiful. And that is crazy. And I, I love that because you and Andre definitely do that. Like, um, and what, you know, and it's not me just saying this to hype Yesi up. I'm saying this is because like when you find somebody and you do it the right way and you honor God first, like God is able to bring in that that purpose in your relationship, not just for the two of you, but it blesses other people around you. And we can see that all throughout the Bible. I can see that throughout the testimony and a lot of uh, couples here at the church where it's like when it's really like something that God has brought together, like the community prospers. Yeah. You know, and so I love to see that in your guys' relationship because I know it's been a blessing to a lot of us. Yeah. Um, so you. before we wrap it up, is there anything else that you would like to say to the listeners and the encouragement to our single people um, 
or even married folks, whatever's in your heart? I would just say um, definitely hang out with uh, the couples that, like married couples that you would aspire to be mm. like. Uh, gravitate towards them, ask them questions, yeah. make it a point to be around them um, because some people can't don't have like a place for them to pour out because yeah. obviously with your you're in a relationship you can be busy but when you're courting you need you need that you need the tips you need to have other people that have gone through different walks and if somebody's gone through a walk that you're going through reach out to them ask them for help because sometimes you I mean you can't you can't do it alone yeah. it takes a community yeah um another thing is a lot of people are scared to like bring in kids to like families or like broken families mm. or divorced families and for me, having my wedding was mo one of the most terrifying things. And I, since I was a little kid, like since I was 16, 15, I was like, I don't want to experience my wedding mm -hmm. because because my parents are going to have to see mess. each other yeah. and it's a hot mess right now. I can't imagine them again whenever I do get married. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not fair. Is my husband going to leave me because of that? Mm -hmm. Those scenarios, right? And on my wedding day, thankfully, it was beautiful and everything. And my parents made a way to come gradually, you know, like yeah. me and stuff. But behind the scenes, I was shaking. I mean, yeah. you were there. I yeah. was on the floor I'm shaking scared, the night yeah. beforehand, going through my emotions, yeah. going through the trauma of a little kid. And so make sure you deal with those yeah. things when you can. And, and just know if you do experience those things, don't call off a wedding for your emotions. Right. Don't do any of those things. God is working in you. And he's bringing out that past trauma out of you so you can be a new person. Yeah. And I feel that. I felt that. Because mm -hmm. now it's easier for me to be, okay, if you guys come together, you guys come together. Like, I'm not going to cry and shake yeah. on the floor like I was going right. through. And, again, those are things that people go through, and they don't know they're going to go through it until they are there. Yeah. And, and another thing would be to make sure that when you have your kids – um, to give your, your parents grace and everything because you will see them. They Like my parents and my husband's parents, my in-laws, like they love on Zariah so much. Mm -hmm. And it makes me so happy because I can see how they loved not only me, like my parents, mm -hmm. but how Andre's parents loved on him. Mm. And they get experience it one more time. Oh, that's right? beautiful, yeah. And they say, like my mom and um, Brita, my, sorry, my mother-in-law, they say that all the time. They say, it feels like I have my little Andre or my little Yessie back when they're with your daughter, but you get to see healing yourself. Even then them, yeah. Because you get that remembrance of, you know, they did love me. Yeah. And despite whatever I went through and what I thought when I was 15, 16, 17, they do love me. They yeah. did love me. And they purposely didn't do those things to me right. to hurt me. And they really do have a heart for me. And when you're a teenager and you're going through those emotions, you just want to fight the world. Yeah. And you forget those things. So again, you build up those walls mm -hmm. and you want to hurt those who hurt you. Mm -hmm. And so seeing that with your child, I would love to tell people, like, just be ready. Just be ready because you're going to be a hot mess again yeah. in a good way. <laughs> yeah. In a good way because you're going to be like, God, you have redeemed me and now I get to see it yeah. firsthand. And, like, I get to see my dad, like, love on my little girl. And I know that that's the same way, like, the things he's trying to yeah. teach her and talk to her. I remember those times now. And, and it's beautiful to see it because, again, you get to experience their love all over again. Yeah. And they get to experience loving on you in a different way. So. That's amazing. That's wonderful. It's I didn't even think I was going to say those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's amazing, you know, because you're speaking to an audience that, I can never relate to, you know what I mean? Like 
because I've never understood that kind of pain. But I just to hear your perspective and all that, like, it's just so beautiful. I would have never seen it in that way. And so um, I think it's just wonderful to be able to hear that kind of insight and to be able to hear that kind of story. Um, and to be able now when I hear other people going through that, it's like, no, like it really is an identity thing. Like it really is. It brings it. It touches so many different things. And I can't even imagine having to date or open my heart up to somebody when I've experienced that sort of like, um, I don't even want to say, I, I, it may have felt like betrayal because like you had this whole life. Yes. You had this whole it, life it in your betrayal. mind. It is betrayal. It is. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like you, it makes you feel crazy. It's like now you're thinking back to everything. You're like, did I imagine everything? Yeah. Like, and now you feel crazy. And, and I do think divorce is like death because mm. they're no longer the same. It's not the same thing yeah. anymore. So it's dead. Mm-hmm. And so you do mourn it and you do miss it. And again, 15 years later, I can cry still thinking about yeah. that little girl crying. Yeah. And it's a it's a different way. It's a, okay, like that's dead and Comfort, gone. Yeah. I it's just you mourn you mourn right. it. You yeah. get me? So it, it is different. It's difficult. Yeah. Profound. Okay. Um, thank you, Yessi. I'm glad that we got to do this. Thank you so much. Can't wait to talk to you about this for our Thursday uh, episode um to our listeners out there i just to our listeners out there thank you so much for tuning in we hope that this was a huge blessing to you um as always send in your comments questions suggestions concerns we'd be more than happy to address them and thank you for tuning in for who's in the vine we'll see you on thursday for in the vine dating podcast talk to you soon and as always pray for your single friends because it's hard out here. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode or we answered any of your questions, or you have a question that you would like to be discussed in future episodes, let us know in the comments or share on social media. You may also email us at inthevine.dating at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website for more information about our upcoming events on inthevinedating.com. And be sure to hit subscribe so you won't miss out on the amazing content and guests we have lined up for you. Shalom and God bless.